So I just wanted to talk uh, very briefly about something that I did recently that I think a lot of people who have been having issues with the climate emergency and uh, showed interest in Planet Change 10 would be very interested in. It was created by Margaret Klein-Solomon, who's a clinical psychologist and a climate activist. And it's very similar to what I discussed when I was talking about Planet Change 10, and that is being able to find a safe space where you can talk to people about what you're really feeling and what you're really going through as far as climate change. Uh, Essentially, Margaret has created the idea that we had, and she's done it online. And it's uh, it's amazing. I, I went through it, and I was in a group with five people, just said how we were feeling. And at the end of it, every single person in that group felt better, felt more connected. And I think if we can get more people doing this, I think it's a way to make stuff happen. So many people don't feel comfortable bringing climate change up in their lives to people around them, and this is a great place to do it. It is called Climate Emotions Conversations. I'll put a link on dolletpodcast.com and in this episode's notes. Let's get as many people signed up as we can, and then you guys can all check it out. It won't take that much of your time. And I'll be in one of them, which is lucky or unlucky, depending on how you feel about me. But this is super, super beneficial. Really, really helps. It's what's needed with what everybody is feeling. So sign up in the show notes or uh, go to dolletpodcast.com. Click on the Climate Emotions Conversations link and uh, join a sesh. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where I, iced tea drinker, eater of cereal, man who turns on lamps, Dave Anthony, (laughs) reach a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Congrats on the lamp thing. Thank you. That's great that you've got that going, finally. Thank you. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's a place. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. I done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. November 5th, 1605. Year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. The best. Jesus Cristo. Thank you. After decades of persecution of Catholics... A group of English Catholics, led by Robert Kesby, plotted to blow up the House of Lords. Sorry, will you say that one more time? <laughs> After decades of persecution of Catholics, a group of Catholics plotted to blow up the House of Lords. Okay, so that seems a little anti-Catholic just on the premise. Yep. yep. Well, I mean, it's pro-Catholic if you're looking at it from the guys trying to blow up the House of Lords, like they're they're trying to blow up the Protestants. So they're oh, okay. They're pro uh, pro okay. Catholic. The game plan was to install King James' nine-year-old daughter as the Catholic head of state. And to be fair, she was ready for the yeah, job. She was one hundred. You know, ready. a lot of people underestimate nine-year-olds' ability to lead monarchies. I just think yeah. that's unfair. 
Dalai Lama's start at zero. Look, she had learned how to make uh, boom booms in the toilet, and uh, she was mm -hmm. ready at that point. Yeah, exactly. Pretty <laughs> soon after, I think. Uh -huh, uh, Guy, uh -huh. Guy Fox was in charge of the explosives, but an anonymous letter was sent a few days before. And, uh, was it like someone with a mask who was like, we are an anonymous yeah, letter? That's exactly we... exactly how it went down. How did you? Thank you. Did... I've read a lot. Yeah. Um, so this led to a, a, a House of Lords search the night before. And there Fox was found with 32 barrels of gunpowder, which would have not only blown it's... up the House of Lords, it would have done a lot of damage to it's an incriminating amount. I mean, you know, <laughs> like you know, 10 barrels. It's I mean, it's 21 more barrels than 10. You could talk your way out of 10. You could be like, I'm holding it for a friend. This is for personal use. Yeah, I thought this was cider. <laughs> yeah. 31. They're like, you are out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you're like, ah, you got me. You got me. I was going to kill everyone. I just what hands in front, hands in back. How do you guys want to do this? <laughs> So House of Lords would have been obliterated. Uh, outside, the other conspirators uh, ended up fighting. Many of them got killed. Eight survivors went to trial on January 27th. They were convicted and sentenced to be hanged, drawn, and quartered, including Fox. Is that... Put into quarters. The, is, that, is that an option, or is that like both? Uh, you can't be both. Yeah, yeah, you can do both. You can, you can hang the person and then, and then take their corpse and put it between the horses and then not to be gross i would go the opposite way i would do the that and then hang them but that's just me so, so you would hang the four parts i would stretch them out mm -hmm. stretch them out you know do the like what you know whatever you do like time to the four horses tickle the horses buttholes or hold vegetables not, in front of them whatever makes works. them do the yeah. run i'm just i'm just telling uh, you yes, what i'm envisioning thing. so you just Dave, please, can I actually yeah, yeah, sure. help the show saying. a little bit and just explain what Dave? Uh -uh. I'm in the middle of an explanation. Uh, so you would tie, mm -hmm. you would tie each limb to the horse, put a finger up the ass, put a no. carrot in front of the nose, no. boom, bam, boom. However you do it, draw a quarter, stretcho, changeo, go to the hanging area, boom, put them there. You know, the problem is you don't want to overstretch them because then their feet will touch the ground and you're no longer hanging. Well, God damn it, we measured it before the quartering. Well, yeah, I mean he's in four parts, so. The oh, you can. You really you stretch that far, so it yeah, is... yeah, it's quartered. Like they're, it's like you you quartered that guy. He's okay. So you're in... he's in quarters. Are they even slabs? Is it like no? It's pretty messy. I mean, shanks? it's not. It's like like what's the difference between cutting a chicken with a knife and just tearing it apart with your hands? <laughs> and just just <laughs> splitting it apart with four cars. <laughs> this looks like a breasted thigh. I, I'm not sure. That's actually what my butcher does. I don't go to. I, I go to the quartered butcher, and that's how he takes the meat apart. Uh, there's a lot of orthodoxies believe in that too. Yeah. So um, this obviously made people even more mad at Catholics than they were previously. Laws against Roman Catholics were immediately increased in severity. Protestants became far more suspicious of Catholics. Parliament declared November fifth. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Parliament declared November fifth be celebrated as an annual day of Thanksgiving because they had stopped the horrible crime. Right. Uh, traditions traditions uh, around November 5th were created, including children making effigies of Fox and the Pope and then destroying them. That's cool. Yeah, it's nice. Kids get into it. November Kid, Kids love effigies. Oh. That's how it, yeah, that's, that's how piñatas start. That's right. 
November 5th became a day for Protestants to remember all Catholic offenses against them and vent against the papists. So this November 5th became a big day of, you know, celebration and attacks on uh, Catholics often. And the day the, the celebrations often end by attacking Catholics like that's just how you did it. That's part of the jam. So that's how you sort of cap it. Yeah. A big night of uh, just right. beating up your neighbors or whatever. So. This hatred, of course, carried over to America, where we excel in hatred. It was especially prevalent in a place called Massachusetts. Mm. The earliest known celebration of Pope Day, or Pope Night, happened on November 5th, 1623, in Plymouth. Some sailors lit a giant bonfire uh, to celebrate, and then it got out of control and burned down several homes nearby. Hmm. So when you're, uh, what's your stance on God after that? When you're like, we were celebrating. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. And it burns everything. I'm sorry, but not. I'm, to... I'm wondering if he exists anymore. That is really, <laughs> if you're up there, that was fucked up. Not my fault, man. By the way, they had nothing then. Like the pilgrims are like, we're dying. We're I mean, starving. Everyone's sick. They're like, let's get a party going. You're talking about 1623. There's not a lot of great stuff around. No. Uh, so the Pope Day became the unofficial but widely enjoyed anti-Catholic holiday in New England. Sure. New Englanders called Catholicism popery. Sure. Sure. This was something everyone could agree on, regardless of their intellectual, political, or social differences. Prod- dude, it's popery, dude. <laughs> Protestant church. That's the stuff I've been putting behind my toilet. <laughs> no, no, that's the guy's... They do the thing where they cross themselves and they're like, hey, I like the Pope. And they and they do that. Yeah, shit. no, it smells good, too. Yeah, it's a bunch of like little flowers and leaves and shit. Pope. No, it's different, man. It's no, 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 it's good. It's got like twigs and shit in it. Some of them have berries. They smell good. And then after you drop a deuce, you're like, dude, don't worry about it. I got a bunch of potpourri in the shitter. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh. Well, I'm talking about beat the shit out of some Catholic dude. Yeah, let's do that. Let's curb him. There's no curbs yet. Uh, what the? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh. What the fuck do we do in Boston without curbs? Another one survived. <laughs> um, even Protestant churches supported it. So everyone is behind this uh, thing. It, the, the rich, the. Simpler time. Yeah, it's better, the poor. Everywhere. Better time. Yep, better times. <laughs> now, Pur- that's because Puritans of Massachusetts from the beginning were very intolerant of anybody who wasn't a Puritan. You had to. You had to. And religion often. Religion often preaches that you know, hate everyone who's not you. That's right. So you had to be in in their church to be a citizen. Catholics couldn't hold office or worship. Priests were banned from the colony until 1647, and that was punishable by death. Mm. Uh, that was changed to life in prison in 1700. A little better. Um, James the first, a Catholic, took the English throne in 1685. That year, a book was published in Boston that declared Satan gave the Pope his power and also that Rome was Babylon. Damn. I mean, it's crazy how far. <laughs> what a comeback. Mm-hmm. Really? Legit. Yeah. Legit comeback. Yeah. On the ropes. Yeah, just hang around. Yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. Catholicism is taking blow after blow. Uh, so this was. Uh, 1685 was also the first year that Boston had a Pope Day, like an official Pope Day. They 
They lit a bonfire on the common. Uh, good. It's like good that they're learning about how to celebrate it. Dude, let's light another fire. <laughs> that was sick the other time. Uh, so not much else, but Pope Day was just getting started. By the late okay. 1600s, Pope Days were an annual thing all over New England. Portsmouth, Salem, Marblehead, Newburyport, Boston, all had Pope Days. English wars against Spain and France took Catholic hatred up a notch in the 18th century. By the 1720s, bonfires were the end of the day, but before that, there were parades during which effigies of the Pope and the devil were driven through the streets on a wagon, and then they would be burned in the bonfires. That must have been an exciting day. <laughs> that really must have been like so, you'd be like, "Oh my god, Pope Day is so uh, close!" Like fuck. I just I have laid out all my weird yeah, clothes yeah. that are too hot and made of wool, yeah. but still, I'm very excited. It just goes too fast. We should do a Pope Week. Oh my god, that's what I've been saying. Pope Week. It's like Shark Week for popes. Let's fucking pope it up, man. Let's go full Pope. I'm re- so. Why can you imagine wanting to be Catholic enough? Like, can you imagine any religion meaning enough to you to, like, go through this? I feel sorry. It's not like they're that different. Uh, I mean, what do we I mean? We're just like mincing words, splitting hairs. I don't know how many secular people there were in the world at this point. I'm sure there were a lot of people who were just like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm whatever. But could you imagine not caring about either one of these things and just watching all of oh, this fucking like, madness. Like, you're just like, oh. I'm an atheist. They're like, you're a what? Like, I'm an atheist. No. So, by, oh, I did that. Uh, so, it's all dudes. There's no no record of any women taking part in Pope Day. And Weird, because it sounds like there's a lot of feminine energy around It does. That. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it became more and more violent over the years. In 1720. And no women. It's so. Yeah. Str- sorry, just to jump no, in. It, it's yeah. just very. It's, I just, it just seems off brand for that to be. You mean that all men would all get guy. more violent? I just feel like it's often women who are interjecting. I agree. That stuff. I agree. I think violence the, usually yeah. comes from women. And in you this know what case, they're doing? They're at home stirring the pot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're going, well, when you're out there, make sure. I mean, I just. Don't you hate the Catholics? Oh, I don't really care, babe. Oh, well, you should. Yeah, you're right. You know, get them all fired yeah. up. Get them out there. If you want some tonight, you'll kill a couple of Catholics. Oh, I want a bunch of it. <laughs> get out of here, you stupid Catholic. Uh, Put his face on the curb. God damn it, this is grass again. It's not curb. Ugh. You're just pushing his head into dirt. I feel fine. <laughs> it's 17- Good for my teeth. In 1728, Benjamin Walker wrote, quote, Some men brought through the North End the Pope in a chair and others before him. So. Wait, the, a fake Pope. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the fake. It's a. Right. It's an effigy. Oh, man. It's not the real, the real Pope. <laughs> I mean, wow. I can't believe that's not. Those, hat, those hats burn fast. You would think. Woo! That hat lit up. You would think that really would be more in our history books that the Pope was taken. <laughs> and a yearly burning of each Pope. Uh, and then when they say others before him, there's other effigies. They do like Guy Fawkes and they do other cat prominent Catholics. It's, it's like a, it's like a show with a few comics. Yeah. It's the Pope's the headliner. So different groups then would make a Pope effigy and carry him to the streets. So it's not just one group now. It's there's more than one. Right. A Mardi Gras Pope. That's right. Now, when two groups would come across each other in the street with their Pope 
Oh no. They would fight. What the fuck? It's Boston. It's, how how do you I mean uh, it, <laughs> I mean only Dude, you're not hating Catholics right. <laughs> dude, you hate Catholics wrong, dude. <laughs> the fuck over here. Ah! By 1730, Pope Day had three parts. Marching with an effigy of the Pope, violent street fights between groups, and then the burning of the effigies. (laughs) So your halftime's a brawl. (laughs) That's right. That's where the the first time a guy invented pulling the shirt over someone's head to beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Dude, I just came up with a sick technique. Lift his jersey over his head. You can fucking whack him. He's in the dock like a canary. Call this the Charlestown. Look at that shit. Uh, the Pope Day Protestants believed Catholics worked for the devil and always looked for examples of that. Okay. In 1741, after a captain was killed by his Irish crew, a Boston newspaper wrote... We've done it! <laughs> a Boston newspaper wrote, quote, Not content with this, they opened his body and washed their hands in his heart's blood Crossing their faces oh. according to the Romish oh. manner. Feels very antibacterial. <laughs> oh, that's nice, that is. That is absolutely smashing, that is. Look at that. I've got a beautiful cross along my face. Get more of his heart blood, boys. Get it while it's nice and hearty. Yeah, it's still warm. It's nice. Oh, that feels good. Oh, it feels, you know, feels good. Some, sometimes I wonder if we need someone to come in and tell us what's wrong. Hey, what's this right down here? Get your face in there. What's that say? And I'm going oh. to... <laughs> God, God. I got you. I got you, mate. <laughs> I got you again. Cut him open. Use his heart. Yeah. What? Huh? Hmm? Uh, so these stories would just cause more Irish hatred, obviously. Now, after a while, mostly the lower class in the colonies were just celebrating Pope Day. And okay. they, really, they really went off. In Boston. That's uh, shocking. Now, that's believed uh, to be because there were so many sailors in Boston, and sailors were the dregs of society. They were criminals, military deserters, runaway slaves, occasional murderer. Sure. And they liked getting drunk and causing problems. Right. So Pope Day became a day for them to just blow off steam. Yeah. It's, and it's also, that's a tough force to fight, like when someone's you know, modus operandi is to uh, just start shit, get drunk and be violent. It's like, well, that's really, that's not really <laughs> much of a theology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they'll, they're going to probably have a good time doing that. And it was also like everyone, it was a way to let everyone know that they, they were against the status quo, but it's also like, it's like Red Day in uh, Star Trek or um, what's the movie series where they, you get to kill people every day. Uh, Oh, uh, the purge. Yeah, it's it's almost like the purge. Like it, it's got this feel of like fucking Pope Day's coming. Let's go fucking ape fuck. Man, how long until they make a Pope purge? <laughs> they're they're on like thirty four now, so it's getting close. Now the rich let it go on because the rage was focused on Catholics and the Pope, and they're like, great, well, it's, right. yeah, we're all down for that. Let them, yeah, right, right. And the poor sort of let. It, it, it allowed them to sort of def- define their own identity separate from the rich. So servants, sailors, apprentices, thousands take part. Like thousands of people now. Okay. They'd make effigies of the Pope, Satan, and famous Catholics for weeks leading up to Pope Day. Some are huge, okay. huge. One Pope <laughs> was said to be up, up to 40 feet long, 10 feet wide, sure. so, and five or sure. six feet high. 
in a way, aren't you kind of like making the Pope like seem way more important than the Pope is? Yeah, I mean, like, you're giving, like, yeah. Man, the Pope's big. <laughs> we got a giant Pope. Hey, our Pope. I'm the Pope. Our Pope's bigger than yours. What do you got there, tiny Pope? What a stupid yeah, we little went Pope. With, like, uh, we decided to make a, a Pope Juniors. <laughs> what a stupid little fucking Pope you got. Hey, little Popey. Look, he's cute in my park. Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face uh, now. I love you, Popey. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize it was halftime. Give me a second. <laughs> let me put my stuff down. All right. Hold on, guys. Time to try to murder each other on the day that we agree about the thing. Because <laughs> yeah, we're from Boston. <laughs> so, so uh, like I said, the, some of the floats are huge. They prayed them through the streets on stages that were placed on wagons. Okay. They're pulled by people in costumes and masks. Some would blow horns and conch shells that were known as Pope horns. Jesus Christ. This is really quite... How did we lose this one? This one is... This is a, this is a holiday. This is pretty good. Hallmark should have cards. I know we agree on everything, but I'll see you at halftime. Pope Day. Pope Day. Pope horn. How's your new Pope horn, Jimmy? Yeah. Get the Pope! Behind the wagons, boys would walk playing pipes and drums. So you got the little... Sure. Yep. The, yeah, doo, family, doo, it's a family affair. Boys out front who were carrying their own similar effigies. So boys out front have smaller little effigies that they're carrying. A printer's right. apprentice, quote, Little boys had popes placed on shingles, bigger boys on a piece of board... Some no bigger than one boy could carry in his hands. Others would require two or more boys, and so on. Small boys made their popes out of potatoes. Uh, so they made potatoes. <laughs> I want to. Um, I want to be able to buy I, yeah. those next to tater tots I, in the store. <laughs> listen, listen. There's. I think we are aligned in the idea that the first thing I want to see when we're done with this are pope potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like Mr. Potato Head, but a Pope. Popatoes. <laughs> yeah. I would like an order of Popatoes with that. Uh... All right. There you go. And let me, we're just going to throw them in the fire and cook them yeah, up yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so. Uh... Do you want any Pope Tots? Oh, yeah. Can I get Pope Tots? Do you want some Pope Browns? Yeah. Can I get uh, blood on that? How about some Pope Teen? That's where we put a little gravy on the Popes? Yes. On the Pope Chips? I love that. Okay, great. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so little boys, the bigger you are, the bigger your Pope is, you walk around with it for the whole day. Sure. Yes, it, your Pope grows with you. So there's, it's like your puppy. So there's just tons of Pope effigies. Like, starting, it sounds like it's a lot of Pope stuff. Starting with potato Popes all the way up to like a giant, you know, I guess it's a paper mache or something, uh, or wood. Uh, Popper mache. Popper mache, yeah. Uh, so... Boys would also, as the as the big pope is being wheeled through the streets, boys would as the big pope is just a good start. Boys would climb up onto the pope. Uh-huh. Sure, right, of course. One That's Santa. One man described, "quote Boys clad in frocks and trousers, well covered in tar and feathers, who danced oh about God. the pope and frequently climbed up and kissed the devil." What is like if you're a parent, you're like, they get it. They get the message. <laughs> we love the devil. We hate the but it's pretty clear. Look, they're bird boys. OK, throw your potatoes at him, kids. Hey, Let's really make a day of this. Hey, Tommy, check out my boy. He's up there kissing the devil. 
He's unbelievable. We really, this is, it's, it's getting more clear as far as what we're trying to say. I love you, Tommy Jr. I, I can't get that from the Pope, Dad. I'm way too high. Sorry, buddy. We're going to set that thing on fire. I miss you. I, I miss you, boy. You, but, Dad, I don't. I'm right up top. We all made our choices. We made our choices. You're my, you forced me into my decision. I'm, please. It's getting really hot. Hey, buddy. Go Red Sox. Yeah. What does that even mean? Go Red Sox. Fuck the Yankees. My feet are on fire because, oh, I'm going to climb his hat. Chat with me, buddy. Fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. I am now fully ablaze. Yeah, fuck the Yankees. What a good dad you were. Goodbye. All right, Tommy Jr., I'll see you later. Hey, where's my other Tommy? Hold on, let me kiss the, let me kiss the devil before I go. Where's my other Tommy Jr.? I feel like I had another one around I'm here. I'm right here, Dad. Hey, what do you buddy. need? Hey, buddy. Want to go see the sun? Hey, I'm going to go climb. Yeah, I'm going to go climb and save our brother. Hey, Dad. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That was the dumb one. I forgot about that. I'm a third Tommy. You want me to do something, Dad? Yeah, you go climb up in the fire or whatever. I, uh... Okay, see you later. Okay. I gotta keep fucking your mom. It sounds like a really good day to get rid of your kids if you don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think that was part of it, but apparently it is. I left with five, came back with two. <laughs> hey, I got two Tommy Juniors left. Another okay, man said, so... another man said, besides the Pope and the devil, a float had, quote, several other personages, monks, friars, and so forth. Half a dozen dancers and fiddlers. So it's like, it's, it's really it's, like a Rose Bowl float that you would see today. It's just all these people dancing and climbing around on it. And it figures. It also sounds a little bit like when you go to a protest and like people turn it into their own protest. Yeah. Like where you're like, this is like an anti-war protest. And people are like, save the polar bears. You're like, yes, we agree. Can we, we have another day for that? Let's do that then. It's like, no. <laughs> like you're just throwing every, I mean, yeah, but it's become, it's obviously it's, becoming quite an event. Yeah, it's it's it, like they're so off focus. Like it started with just being about right. the Pope and Catholics. And now they're just, right. they've really lost As their they fucking kissed, minds. You're kissing Satan. Now you're like adding in different people. Now that, po- that, uh, that float I just described was so big it had to be pulled by several horses. So they're just upping the fucking game constantly. Yeah, right. David right. Robinson said, quote, his holiness was... The, wait, from the, from the Spurs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he Go was ahead. there. Yeah, he's talked about okay. this. Well, he's the admiral. Yeah. Go ahead. David Rob- Robinson said, quote, his holiness was in a very antique dress and had a really Roman nose. Sure, we all know that... Roman schnoz, you always Roman schnoz, the big schnoz is what they're saying there. What are they? So the Romans had big noses. I guess so. I, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I didn't know. So it's like the nose bowl parade. It's the nose bowl. Pope is always covered in tar and feathers. Of course. Peter Oliver quote: Sometimes both the Pope and the devil are tarred and feathered, but it was generally the devil's lick to be singular. So usually the devil was not was not tarred and feathered. But if you really want to do it up, sure. you could tar and feather both. I mean, if you if you have yeah, enough tar I, and feathers. I mean, if, exactly, if you're rolling around in it, yeah. If you've got that fuck you tar. That's right. Uh, the crowd seemed like a mob, but it was actually pretty organized. There was a hierarchy, and officers were elected to oversee everything. The building, the parade, everything. Like, it was... Right, managers of chaos. Yes. When they got to where they were going, which was usually Cops Hill, they would burn the effigies and then get more sloshed and eat and just have a huge fucking rager. Right. 
And then any word on how the Pope's feeling? No, nothing about he, the Pope. The Pope didn't okay, get any input on this. Probably, probably a little. I would arguably would be a little worrisome. <laughs> yeah, that's this is probably around when the Pope mobile was invented. To be fair, that's true. So they're getting shit canned after they've burned the effigy. Yeah, and then after they get shit canned, it's Boston. So then there was usually a giant fight of some sort. Right. So two fights in the day for the most part. Uh, so this is quote Jack uh, from Jack Tager and uh, from the Boston Riots, uh, which is a book. Quote: They often included some form of communal violence that resulted mm-hmm. in the punishment of social outcasts. Boston, ex- Jesus Christ. Boston exhibited considerably higher levels of violence and roughness than other towns. And a, a tradition they've held on to strongly. Except, well, okay, Philly, we hear you. We hear you, Philly. We, uh, yes, yeah. you are right there with We Boston. hear your batteries being thrown at the podcast. Um, so in 1735, Reverend Samuel Checkley wrote, quote, this day, a great number of people went over to Dorchester Neck, where at night they made a great bonfire and played off many fireworks. Okay. Afterwards, four young men coming home in a canoe were all drowned. Right. So, so they drunk, capper. So yeah, drunk guys. Light some Roman candles, or I guess not Roman candles, some candles, and then go drown a few fellows. Yeah, drunk guys in a boat, and then they and then they die. Yep. Right. That's how. Yep. It's traditional. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so deaths are becoming common. How great is it if you die in that event and it turns out that the Catholics were right when you get to heaven? <laughs> well, 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 well. Look at we have How was everyone's Pope Day? Everyone have a good little Pope Day? Hmm? Have fun? Tarring and feathering? Not, it's strange how you're up here now. There's not a lot of Pope potatoes, huh? I've been talking to the Pope the whole time. He's my number one. And here you are. Well, well, well. Hope you like kissing the devil, because you're going to his apartment. Bye-bye. Uh, you see Tommy Jr.? Yeah, we have a bunch of Tommies up here, yes. Okay. Yeah, we ke- we, we kept your children. Uh, is this, to be uh, honest, it felt like they were influenced uh, by a toxic man. Is this a fuck the Yankees place, or is that... Uh... No, no, this is heaven. I'm God. Uh, Catholics were right. This is me. You know, I'm sorry. Is my big Roman nose scaring you? Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, we go to like at a Pats game. We'll, we'll just start chanting, fuck the Yankees. I wonder if we can do uh, that listen, here. Can we is, do that here? Listen, I don't know how you're rooting for teams that don't exist so coherently, but stop it. OK, this isn't about the Pats. Catholics were right. It's about the Pats, the Cats. That's who you should root for. Go Cats. But, well, that is misleading because it's not actually rooting for cats. You're rooting for the Catholics, you know? Actually, if you think about it, you're alcoholics. You should be Catholics, okay? That's the—we had—the Pope had it right, and you have burned him. Pope-tatoes, effigies, tar and feather, beating each other at a bonfire and then self-drowning. Good God. I'm just saying. So we, can we get a fuck the Yanks chant going? Can we? Brady goes to the Bucks. Fuck you. Go to hell. <laughs> Jesus fuck. What the fuck was that? Uh, hey, it's me, the devil. <laughs> uh, so Pope Day morphed into from all the different groups. It morphs into two competing groups. Right. The North End and the South End. And they... <clears throat> of course, it's amazing how... Just give any topic long enough, we'll split it. 
So they will find another side. They become rivals, or maybe they were already rivals and they just used Pope Day to bring it out. But there's now two parades that would come from their their respective areas. <laughs> oh, no, no, are you telling me? And then <laughs> and then they meet in a expected location, usually Union Street. They. And then they would two, have like two trains heading for each other. It's just two parades yeah. set on the same course. And then the two groups would meet there and just battle and just fight. What the fuck? How? It's so. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, look, it's all ridiculous. But on Pope Day, can't we just agree that we all hate? The I know. Pope? Can't we hate the Pope without fighting each other? Like, does it have to get so divisive? It's so amazing. Not, like, how are you mincing? Uh, dude, you don't fucking hate the Pope properly. <laughs> dude, you don't fucking hate the Pope right. Hey, I fucking hate the it's Pope. not how you do it. No, it's how I no, do it. No, you don't. Not properly. No, you don't. You don't hate him as much as we do. Hey, Tommy. You don't put your effigies right. Tommy, this guy's saying we don't do the, the Pope hating right. What you fucking say? Hey, how come every one of us is named Tommy? Hey, fuck you. Okay, but I'm Tommy. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm fucking Tommy. Of course. Look, look. Everyone shut the fuck up. We're all Tommy. Okay. <laughs> We don't agree, but we're all Tommy. Enough. So, a local quote. In those battles, stones, brickbats, besides clubs, were freely used, and although persons were seldom killed, yet broken heads were not infrequent. I'm sorry. I guess it's quality of life once your head's broken in the 1700s. Feels like it's probably not a great injury to come back no, from. really. Not like you'd probably if your head, I mean, your head, well, he broke his head. (laughs) He has a broken head. Does that make sense to everybody? Your husband has broken his head. So it's not great. Uh, We're not impressed. And um, your husband's head's going to be at a cast for a while. So. Uh, Yeah. So the guy who wrote that was later killed, Mm -hmm. but he was hit in the head with a brick bat during a Pope Day battle. Well, that'll teach you to not get cocky about people not dying on Pope Day during feuding. Po- I mean, your jets and sharkings popes. Uh, the winners after the battle, the winner, whichever group won. I don't think a side won, to be honest, but OK. Would, quote, have the honor to burn their effigy of the pope. You know what? Just go second. <laughs> Who cares? What a bunch of what is so stupid! Like, oh, dude, we lost. We can't burn our pole. Ah, fuck, fucking hell! Six of our friends are dead. This is shit. Feels like we lost the thread on this day a little. Yeah, bit. I feel like this has been a mistake. It's like it started so simple. Yeah. Uh, so if the North Enders won, they would burn their effigy on Copse Hill. If the South Enders won, they'd burn it on the Common. Well, why don't you just go to two different places yeah. and burn them? Yeah. Why? What's with the why the crossover? You gotta. Who hates the Pope more? You gotta find that out. I, it's unpleasant. Like to turn that into a sport. Oh. So okay. each successive Pope Day drew more and more people. In 1745, sure. it had grown so large it was now irritating rich people a lot. I love. I mean, but by the way, like you were saying earlier, like the Richies were basically like. Uh, let them do it. That means they won't come after us. But now they're starting to go like, this is really getting a little like they're now like yeah. there's civil war going on on Pope Day. So uh, one of them, one of the rich guys wrote a letter to the editor, quote, why this enormity above all others should be winked at and ha- and inhabitants of the town 
wish their dwellings left to the mercy of rude and intoxicated rabble, the very dregs of people, black and white, and why no more has been done to prevent or suppress the riotous proceedings which have long been growing upon us and long bewailed by all sober and orderly persons must be humbly to our betters to say. So basically he's just like, why is this happening? Yeah, why the fuck are we letting this? And again, it's because it's a Protestant thing and everybody hates the Catholics. And then there are some rich people like, yeah, cool. Let's fuck the Pope and all that. But then there's also another thing going on here. The gangs have become pretty powerful. So my guess is that it's rooted in the fact that the rich are now going, it seems like it's helping. Like they're not, it's not like they're purging their violence. It's like they're lighting their violence fuse. Yeah. Uh, So the working class people are going to celebrate this day and really no one was going to stop them. It was just, it's beyond stopping at this point. Well, Dave, it's the best holiday. Yeah. Boston was also unique as far as the day bringing out class antagonism. Laborers used right. the day to fuck with the wealthy. So now it's right. taking there on it this is. other. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Many wore masks. People walking down the street were ordered to hand over money. They intimidated the rich into buying drinks and food. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yes, of course. I would love to buy a round of <laughs> ale for all of you. And that uh, was this. And uh, uh, some uh, turkey legs as well. Uh, uh, fantastic, gents. Yes. Quite a strapping day, yes. <laughs> now, just remember your place. <laughs> Can we get some uh, uh, yes. Pope Tots for the table? Uh, it just feels like I've already done quite a bit with the ale and some of the turkey legs. So we may as well just go back hey. to... Yes, you are still hanging around. Gosh, your breath is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. What was it you wanted to say? We're going to need... Oh, Christ. We're going to need... It's like someone farted through B.O. Yeah. What are you saying? We're going to need the... Yes, po- what? We're going to need the Pope Tots. Yes, we'll get around to Pope Taters. Absolutely, yes. We'll do some Pope Teen. Yes, for the table. Yes, of course. Mm. It's just a pleasure. And remember, my mansion is inaccessible to you boys. Understand? For now. That's why it's on top of a hill. Mm. All right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And that'll be the end of that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your meal. See you Very ch- relatable. We're all on the same team. <laughs> See you at your house. Uh, it's not... Uh, but, uh, I've moved underground, by the way. Ta-ta! Okay, mole. Enjoy it. Okay, mole dude. Oh. Oh, right. That's not... Uh, so, the effigy... So, the, as the FSGs would be rolled through the city... Celebrators in masks would go to doors of the rich and demand cash. This is great. So they're this saying, is, Dave, this needs to come back. Yeah. So um, this is what we should turn Halloween into. That's right. Oh, that's great. Reese's peanut butter cups. Also, how about five grand? So they would say, we put all this money into the celebration. We need you to kick in. The celebration that the rich are like, we don't like it. Yeah. They're like, look, it costs a lot of money to build this, so it feels like you guys aren't doing your part. Now, sometimes when they got to rich neighborhoods, everyone would just bang on the side of the houses with clubs as they walked through to get... So the rich were probably really starting to hate this day. To get the money, yeah. <laughs> right. A handbell was often rung, and then a poem was recited to the owners. Dear you rich fucks, <laughs> the rest of us seem to be out of luck. Which is why we've come to your door to give a knock. You treat us like we're cock. Give us your money or we'll beat your life. And then we will come for your wife. We're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. Hold the arms, fire steady. 
to kill the rich. That's the day. I don't care what the rich say. We'll take it out of your face. We'll take it out of your ass. We'll take some copper. We'll take some brass. Give us everything or we'll stab you to death. You will live like us. We are the rest. Did you think that might never end? Did you think that you wouldn't be able to bring it home on a... Sometimes we wonder (laughs) if you can bring it home. Other times you've got to do it straight off the dome. Not to take it down and make it too long. But if you keep fucking with me, it'll be song. That's right, I can sing it, I can do it all right. I can make it my thing, make it out of sight. It could go on for days, it could last for hours. We could do it again. Here's some flowers. Do you want to hear the actual poem? I think we just heard it, Dave, and it's pretty good. You'll hear our bell go jink, jink. Pray, madam, sirs. (laughs) Dave, already way better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Pray, madam, sirs, if you give something... If sorry, pray, madam, sirs, if you'll something give, we'll burn the dog and never let him live. The dog was the pope. So uh, shorter, not as rhymey. Um, yeah. But the bells go. What do the bells go? Jink, jink. Jink, jink. OK, cool. Yep. That's exactly every time I hear a bell, I always think that, too. After after the poem was read, a guy whose official title was the purser would step forward and take the money. From the homeowner. We, uh, this should be like uh, every Saturday we do this. Uh, it, we should be in like every Saturday. If they refuse to give money, um, the partiers would threaten to force their way into the house or break all the windows. So almost everyone gave money. Some even had dinners prepared to feed the people. Ah, uh, yes, hello. Who wants lasagna? Uh, uh, hey, hey, Tommy Jr., you want lasagna? Yeah, there's 80 Tommies. We all want lasagna. <laughs> in 1745, the Justice of the Peace announced armed purses, persons going around city streets on the evening of November 5th and demanding money and breaking windows of those who refused would be met by constables. That made So do it November 6th. That made absolutely no difference. No one gave a shit. <laughs> right, okay. The Boston Evening Post on Pope Day, 1745, quote, attended by a vast number of Negroes and white servants armed with clubs, staves and cutlasses who were very abusive to the inhabitants, insulting the persons and breaking windows, etc. of such as did not give them money to their satisfaction. And even many of those who had given liberally. So even people who gave money, they're smashing their shit. It's just the poor people being like, fuck the rich. Yeah, and if you have if you have one day a year basically where you have access to the rich people, it is never enough. Yeah, and it's all. I mean, again, it would never be enough. This is like a, a version of the purge. Like it really is. Yes, yes. Uh, so in 1745, the two groups came together in Cornhill, where they what the the opposing pope yeah, sides yeah where the okay. the north and the north and south enders right. Where they, quote, fall upon each other with the utmost rage and fury. Several people were sorely wounded and some left for dead, rendered incapable of any business for a long time to the great loss and damage of their respective masters. Okay. Jeez. Oh, so that, this uh, is. What amazing framing. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is the paper writing about who was, <laughs> who was fucked up. And they're like, well, this is really uh. sad. This guy. This guy can't uh, actually function for a couple of months, which means his his owner is really fucked. Gosh, I'll miss so much about Cornelius. <laughs> he really was unbelievable at making me kettles of tea. 
and he was really a worker who allowed me to beat him in my rage-filled hours. I could shout at him, parade him, and he still came back for more. Mm. Mm. Unbelievable guy, really was. And of course, I'm framing it through my own experience. You should probably buy another one, yeah? Yes, of course, I've got a bunch in plastic. Though some wealthy were pro-Pope Day celebrations. So, Prope. so some, some are still probes. Two rich guy camps would fight it out in letters to the editor. Some were, some were confused by the entire thing. One letter, quote, what madness must seize the two mobs, united brethren, as they would appear against popery to fall upon each other, break one another's bones, or dash on another's brains out. So it's just like you. Well, that you're like, why are, they, fair, why are they doing this? To be fair, it's a fair question. Shouldn't you? It's a fa- I mean, shouldn't you just be attacking like, popes and Catholics? Like, like, like it. It would be like it would like if if I mean it would be like if aliens were to watch the like the planet Earth version of this, it would make no. I mean, it is like watching like a weird like animals you don't understand. Like, unfortunately, it seems like they have the same exact goal, but for some reason, <laughs> they fight. What is it? Boston resident William Douglas said. Uh, the Pope Day of 1747 led t- to the Knowles Riot 12 days later. So the Knowles Riot started when Admiral Charles Knowles forced 46 men into service on a ship. He just grabbed them off the street in Boston. And then everyone... Did we talk about that? I don't think we've done the Knowles Riot. Um, but it, I know we've done it, ones where they like just pick... Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So we did that. We did. It's a, a, it's a fucked up thing to do to just be like, all right, come on. Yeah, we did a whole episode on, on Shanghai. Yeah, like you wake up on a ship and then yeah. you're like, oh, no. But and they're like, yeah, sorry, you work here now. This was different. This was That happened to me at an Arby's. <laughs> we've just, got the meats! One and they, Yeah, they're like, you're an assistant manager. I was like, ah, what? Hey. I, I, okay. Hey, listen to me. Yeah, listen yeah. to me. You fucking yeah. work here yes. now. Repeat after me. I, I we've know. got the meats. What? We've got the meats, That's but right. I, I mean, I don't know how you, I have a blow dart hole in my neck. It feels hey, like you guys drug me. All you got to worry about is that we got the meats. I don't spell my name Andy with an I. You do now. It just, I have a favorite. Am I, where the hell am I? I don't think I'm in my hometown. Did you got the meats? I guess I got them. No! But I really, I had a lot. We got the meats. I was... I I was trying to be an account. I was going to school to learn accounting. I was I was about to take my accountant's test, and then you guys. I don't want to. Well, now you now we you, got the meats. We got the meats. Yeah, now you're learning about meats. Now you're a meat guy. Yeah, we got the so meats. you switch. Just, so you switch jobs, and and you live in a, I, you live in a cellar. I, it's fine. I just again, I just don't feel like it's your decision to decide that now I'm an Arby's assistant manager. Who? Where's my wife? Who in the fuck would work at Arby's unless we forced them to? With That's... wage slavery or just slavery? I was a congressman. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't feel as bad. That's weird. Hey, congressman, say say the thing. Uh, we have the meat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want some horsey sauce? So try the five for. F- oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Knowles riot actually lasted three days. Pretty big riot. But then uh-huh. that that anger let just kicked off the uh, violence of Pope Day even more. Like it just, I'm, I'm sorry, the Pope Day led to the violence of the okay. Knowles Riot even more. Right, right, it, right. The f- the fuse that lit the candle. Yeah, gotcha. everyone was like fired up. Right. So, um, right. So the violence of Pope Day really started increasing in the 1750s and 60s, 
Probably. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like it's gotten violent yet. So let's get to that. <clears throat> Probably because um, there was increased inequality in that time. So much more inequality leads to lower classes being more angry. And You're saying there's some sort of correlation, I yeah. feel like. In 1752, mm, a sailor named John Crabb uh, was clubbed to death on Pope Night by another sailor, Sorry. Thomas Chubb. John Crabb the sailor's great. John okay, so wait, one more time. So John Crabb the sailor was killed by to death on another sailor, Thomas Crubb, Chubb. Tommy. Tommy and a slave named Abraham. Okay, so they killed. So okay, they killed Crab. Uh huh. And for the crime, Chubb was branded on the hand and given a year in prison. Oh, interesting, interesting combo. Can I get uh, just like uh, a uh, yeah? Can I get a pat a Pat's tattoo? <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, just mean, his Pat's right there, or just like a shamrock. So you get a hand brand. Yeah, you get a hand and brand. You're in jail. It must. It must be like a I'm a killer hand brand, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, right. This is before gloves were invented. Yeah. Right. And no one knows what happened to Abraham. But, you know, uh, yeah. so not much punishment. Right. I mean, for my guess is Abraham probably had a worse punishment. Yeah. Since we haven't heard. about Yeah, it. for sure. Right. Some Pope days were more violent than others, like in 1755. And the drinking and violence kept escalating. So in 1755, the legislature passed a riot act specifically for Boston. Gatherings wow. uh, on the 5th were banned, which included, quote, marching in processions in order to prevent riotous, tumultuous, and disorderly assemblies of more than three persons, all or any of them armed with sticks, clubs, or any kind of weapons, or disguised uh, or painted with discolored faces, or in any manner disguised, having okay. any kind so of they- imagery or pageantry in any street, land, or place in Boston. So they, they have, I mean, fully removed any yeah. they've every aspect of Pope Day is now yeah. illegal. Yeah. This but right. this bill is called Calm the fuck down, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there was no one to enforce the law. There were only like around twenty four constables. So Pope Days just kept raging. <laughs> okay. Thousands of people are celebrating. So they would pass almost the same act in 1756, 58, 63. Nothing is stopping Pope Day. So they're just their solution is like, well, let's just pass it again. Yeah. It's just, just treating it like a joint at a party. Pass it one more time to see if it works. Uh, hey, guys, we made a rule against this. So. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So that's it then. Let's move. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thanks, boys. We're celebrating Pope Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, light him on fire. But, then, yeah. uh, no, no. Oh, you're right. We'll beat we'll beat the snot out of each other first. Uh, right, we'll no. go in order. Yeah, what's going no, on? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, what? You're not allowed to do yeah. any of the things. Oh, oh, yeah, you guys passed the law. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a piece of paper. Now oh, illegal. Cool. All right. Hmm? Ah, damn it. Yeah, well done, because that's uh, the you know, strict enforcement by you telling us. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, get the kids climate, then we'll beat the fuck out of one another. What? It's Pope Day, baby. It's Pope Day. Yeah. What's going on? You said something seems like your uh, your mouth's a jaw. What's up? No, uh, we made a uh, what? we made a law. Yeah. And, oh. And so. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you don't want us to. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's illegal. Oh, you passed the law. Yes. Right. You got right. It's illegal. Yeah. Right. There's there's 24 of you. Yes. Yeah. There's like what four. Thousand of us. Yeah. So yeah. So how about this? I'm uh, going to put the effigy up your ass uh, unless um, you shut the fuck up. 
Happy Pope Day. See you, prick. Bye. Come on, let's do it. This fucking idiot was telling me he passed the law. I, what are you still looking at? Your mouse agape. What's the problem? I, um... I, 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 I passed the law. We passed the law. You got to respect the paper. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? I will stab you with your finger. <laughs> So, in 1755, here's an account, quote, the devil, the pope, and the pretender. Now, the pretender, the pretender. <laughs> such a great, I mean, that sounds like a joke. I mean, <laughs> the devil, the pope, and the pretender walk into a bar. All right? The pretender is the Catholic king in exile. So, okay. the devil, the pope, and the pretender at night were carried about the city on a bier. There are three effigies hideously deformed. The devil standing close behind the pope, seemingly paying his compliments to him with a three-pronged pitchfork in one hand with which at times he was made to thrust his holiness in the back and a lanthem in the other, the young pretender standing before the Pope waiting his commands. So it's a whole... Interesting. It's a whole... So that's the Holy Trinity. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Sometimes before burning the Pope, they would put him on trial. (laughs) (laughs) Again, he's pled the fifth. You know, Pope, your silence is deafening again this year. Hey, we got any witnesses here? We got any witnesses for the uh, the Pope criminal? Anyone want to testify? Tommy Jr.? No. Nothing? Uh, well, what do you mean? I uh, Like what? Like say he sucks? Or, or yeah, like stand up for a Pope's him? a fucking dipshit or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the Pope fucking sucks. He's such a huge dipshit. Um... You know, clearly Satan's got his thing up his ass, and then that guy in front of him listens. That's bullshit. All right, so I'd say guilty. Yep, we all are in favor. Let's burn the fucking Pope! (laughs) So, after they put him on trial, they would execute him at the public gallows, which there were just gallows there and and whatever, the commons or whatever. There's just gallows always there because they had to kill people. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And this will kill the yeah, paper the mache, mache, the fake pope. And then they would throw him in the fire. They'd remove the head first because they would use the head next year. Uh, no, no I, we all, I mean, you don't need to tell me that part. Obviously, <laughs> that's how it works with a lot of stuff. Yeah, you save the head for the next holiday. Now, as they walked through. So, so wait, are you telling me they did that because they didn't want to remake the pope head? Like yeah. the pope head was like the hard part. So they were yeah. just like. I think the pope head was like passed down for generations. <laughs> it, it took it took them a while to learn that one. We're like, man, I'll tell you what. It is hard to get this fucking face right. It is just brutal. Well, once you get the nose, once you get that, yeah. you're like, I got <laughs> you it. You got to get that Roman nose properly. Right. So as they would walk through the the town, they people would just steal stuff that they could burn. So they would grab wash tubs and tar barrels and stray wood. They'd grab stuff from they'd go and rip it out of stores. They'd pick it up sure. off the ground. Like and then everyone had wood when they got there. For right. the fire. Okay. This is bef- this is before trees, obviously. Yeah. Got it. Uh, in 1764, a boy was run over by one of the wagon wheels and instantly killed. So okay. the sheriff, justices, and militia officers were then ordered to destroy the effigies of both the north and south end. 
So okay. they went to the North End first. Let's burn them. That'll show them. <laughs> oh, damn it. Fuck. They went to the North End first, and they got to that Pope, and they smashed it to pieces. But when they went... I mean, but that wouldn't... Like, they'd be like, yeah! yeah <laughs> get that Pope's ass caught! But then when they went to get the South End's Pope, the South End people fought them off. So... You're not going to destroy the Pope! Well, I mean, we're here! Until, seven, until 745! We came here for a fight anyway! What are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, you're trying to stop our celebration by celebrating with us. This is oh, fucking... thank God we have an enemy. We thought the North wasn't going to show up. Now we can kick the fuck out of you and then burn up Pope. So the South End crew beats up, beats off the the <laughs> justices and Whoa. Uh, they militia be- guys. They beat them off. Yeah, they jerked them. Took off. a turn. And then they oh got, my God. It got super sexy, okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, we'll show him. All right, guys, get over here. We'll jerk him off. Then we'll burn this guy. So after they they beat back the, the cops and everything, the South End crew then walk their Pope through the streets. This has got to be like a double victory at this point. Absolutely. A merchant wrote, quote, In triumph toward the northward at the Mill Bridge, a battle began between the people of both parts of the town. So the north and south meet at Mill, Mill Bridge. Right. They fought right. with clubs, brickbats for about half an hour. When those okay. of the south end gained victory, carrying off not only their own, but their antagonist stages, which they burned at Boston oh. Neck. In the fray, many were much bruised and wounded in their heads some dangerously. So dudes yeah, are just well, getting the, so dudes are just getting killed head, head trauma and permanently yeah. maimed for right. a pope battle like it's right. It's the craziest like it's such a great example of like where do you put your energy to fight for where, how things are not going well? Do you want to fight your own people or maybe put it together and fight, <laughs> fight something else? No, I, that's sort of what you were alluding to before. Like, uh, it y- you know, you almost have a rage tank. Yeah. So where do you want to exert that energy? And if you're exerting it on burning effigies, it's fun, but, like, you could turn your rage to a place where you could make some change. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the 60s, the wealthy began using the laboring class to put pressure on the British, right? So now there's tension between the British and the American Richies. And right. so this began in earnest with the Stamp Act uh, in 1765. So Parliament passed the Stamp Act in March 1765, which taxed all printed materials to pay Britain's heavy debt from the Seven Year War against Native Americans. Now, okay. Americans are really opposed to being taxed. They're like, why, why didn't Weird. you pay for this? Like, seem... we're a colony. Right. What the fuck? Ebenezer McIntosh was a cobbler and a volunteer fireman from the South End. He was an elected leader mm-hmm. who controlled the mobs and for years had led the South End Parade. Okay. Uh, he'd also help people, lead people in directing insults to the Pope. So kind of a cheerleader also. Sure. Uh, sort of a... Orchestra. He was sort of a conductor of uh, uh, filth, the slander. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 One Tory wrote, "Quote: If a whisper was heard among his followers, the holding up his finger hushed it in a moment. So he's got complete control. Talk. Yeah. Right. Ebe- Strings, horns. Ebenezer, there we go. Ebenezer's going to say something here, guys. Yeah. 
Macintosh began yeah. doing the dirty work on the street for the Stamp Act leaders. So now he starts, they know he has power. I'm sure they're giving him a little bit of, you know, something nice. Rile up his patriotism. So now he's helping out with the Stamp Act. Sorry, he's helping, he's helping the, the people wealthy, who are... Wealthy Americans. Oh, he's helping out the wealthy. Who are okay, against gotcha. the Stamp right. Act. I mean, everyone's against the Stamp right. Act, but so really... So he's like a corrupted union leader. Well, yeah, of. kind of, in a way. I mean, he, he's... Right. A, as opposed to pushing his energy and anger towards the rich in America. He's now doing it towards the rich He's in Britain by helping bribed to right. Pamphlets and signs were printed to protest the tax. These incited a crowd to attack Andrew Oliver's house in August. He was a rich merchant who the British put in charge of implementing the stamp tax in Boston. Okay. On August 14th, Oliver woke to find his effigy hanging from an elm tree outside his house. No, that's a tough. Good morning. Bad sign. <laughs> this is a bad, bad thing happening out front. Oh, dearie me. I just hope they think that's the real me. <laughs> At the end of the day, a, mo- a mob paraded the effigy through the streets and then destroyed a building on the waterfront, which had something to do with the stamp act. Then, he, then they cut off the head of the effigy in front of Oliver's house. Stones were thrown through his windows, and then they rushed in, <gasps> destroyed the house, oh my God. and drank everything in the wine cellar. Oh, my God. It's just imagine like them charging through thinking you're going to get murdered and then they're just pounding Merlot. <laughs> like, well, that's actually OK. Sure. Yep, that's fine. Have a few bottles. Oh, no, that's a 49. Oh, oh. yeah. Cut his he, like you cutting his head off in front of his oh. house. He's like, they're going to behead me. And they're like, we just need two bottles of this Malbec. <laughs> Uh, so a few days later, a mob attacked Oliver's brother-in-law's house, Lieutenant Governor mm-hmm. Thomas Hutchinson. So a bigwig, right, in the British sure. uh, British Army. They stripped the mansions of its doors, furniture, paintings, silverware, and the slate from the roof, and then uh, burned it down, I believe. So Macintosh was okay. arrested. Now, that, now they're, getting, they're getting closer to a point, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Rather than just drinking wine. So Macintosh was arrested, but released the next day after the gangs pressured authorities. So the gangs have sway. Right. Colony delegates formed a Stamp Act Congress, which basically said only we can tax us, right? Americans can tax Americans. British imports were boycotted. The focus on a new enemy turned Pope Day into an event where the rage was also pointed at Britain. There we go. Okay. Getting warmer. Another riot act was passed in October 1769, the month before Pope Day. Hoping it would cause the crowds to stay home. Anyone anyone out with their face painted or carrying weapons or asking people for money, parading around effigies, would have to pay 40 shillings or go to jail for a month. Some of Boston's politicians talked Macintosh and the North End leader to put aside their differences... And brawling for tradition uh, for Pope Day and instead lead a protest against the Stamp Act. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> they gave Okey-dokey. they gave the two leaders a huge feast with their higher up in the gangs and gave the two men uniforms. So uh, Ebenezer had a blue uniform, gold lace hat, a speaking trumpet and rattan cane. So they sure. bu- and he speaking and the other guy trumpets need to come back. The, I'm going to start doing stand up through a speaking trumpet. By the way, the other guy had a red uniform. Where are you guys from? <laughs> okay. So they give him yeah opposing uniforms. They they would always wear them when leading parades from there on out. 
Sure. Samuel Swift was the leader of the North Enders. He had graduated from Harvard. He was 50 and studied to join the clergy, but instead became a lawyer. And now he was leading the North End gang. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Uh, that year, he and Macintosh, quote, met in friendship under the Liberty Tree. Now, the Liberty Tree is a big, famous tree where uh, the Sons of Liberty would actually meet and discuss what to do about the England situation. Sure. Uh, was eventually okay. cut down uh, by the British. Of course. Great. And both factors were thenceforward turned against the officials. They did parade around and burn a Pope effigy, which had an inscription of love and unity, the American Whig, confusion to Tories. That was the... So, so it's gone from being just like, fuck the Pope. Fuck the Pope. To like, to fuck the English. Screw the... Mo- Right. Yeah, fuck the right. English too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in recent years, Pope Day had, uh, had turned into another reason to bother British royalists. So, one man specifically, a British royalist in Boston, was John Maine, and he was a shop owner, well known for printing pro Britain publications. So, really, just a guy <clears throat> constantly trolling the sure you know, and pro american we like something that it's hard to relate to that today yes. but yeah somebody who was sort of had an uh had an angle and a side to represent and uh pretended to be like unbiased right okay right in october a group of bostonians tarred and feathered an informer they caught and then they carted him through the streets this is pretty common <clears throat> yeah it would be well. I would hope it would be common. Otherwise, someone would be like, "That's a huge bird. <laughs> the size of that bird out there, honey. That thing's huge. We're gonna eat that bird. What kind of bird is this? this is a. I never seen a bird that big in my life. It's called an informer. He's huge. That's like a hundred and eighty pound bird. Yeah. Yes. Big bird. We're gonna burn it. Eat it. Wow. Good lord. He's got shoes on. The birds were. Yeah. It's a this big... is a big bird wearing shoes. What's the name? Sesame Street. Okay, I get it. (laughs) As the group passed Maine's printing shop, they entered and ransacked it. In the fight that followed, Maine shot his gun, and he hit a soldier, and then he ran off. He managed to run off, and they they could not find him. Now, the Pope Pope Day was coming up. Freedom of the press. Pope Day's coming up the next week. Sure. And so Pope Day turned into a persecution of Maine. Instead of an effigy of the Pope, they had an effigy of Maine. <laughs> this is better. This is what you should have. This, yeah. <laughs> Whoever you hate the most, that's your Pope Day figure. Yeah. A label on the effigy read, quote, mean is the man, Maine is his name. Ooh. Burn! Mm. Yeah, literally. I call this a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Maine's effigy was burned, but Maine was already on a ship halfway to Britain. So he had already fucking bailed the country. Right. In 1774, Pope Day became Union Pope Day and much of it about freedom from England. Oh, and they also hated it. They still hated the Pope. Quote, companies of little boys might be seen in various parts of the town with their little popes dressed up in the most grotesque and fantastic manner, which they carried about some on boards, some on little carriages for their own and others' amusement. So, I mean, we're talking like a hundred years now. So it's just a tradition. It's like it's like when kids get their stockings. Like it's just right. a fucking thing. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's wise. Like because that it always did sound childish. So let your children do the little pope stuff while you actually have a cause. 
It's really crazy. So, yeah. Um, the adults in 71074 did burn Santa's effigy. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. Screw that guy. How dare he? He's, uh, I mean, he, the, he, do the, when do the, what are the, what are the elves doing when they're not making toys? I mean, it is just like a factory work. <laughs> so that was actually the last Pope Day in Boston. Okay. Because the next year, Catholics and Protestants found themselves fighting side by side against the British. Okay. But when some soldiers in Washington's camp came up with a great idea, they said, what if we have a Pope Day celebration here in our military camp? Okie dokie. And then word came from George Washington, quote, as the... Com- ha, 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 <laughs> my mouth, my mouth hurts. Oh. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, it hurts. Oh. Talking burns. I'm bleeding. As the commander-in-chief has been appraised of a design frame for the observance of that ridiculous and childish custom of burning the effigy of the Pope, he cannot help expressing surprise that there should be officers and soldiers in this army so void of common sense as not to see the impropriety of such a step at this juncture. Hmm. So a bunch of, a bunch of uh, Protestants want to burn... The effigy of the Pope in the military camp, yeah. and Washington's like, yeah. hey, dumb fucks, there's a bunch of Protestants in the fucking army, and a bunch of Catholics in the fucking army. Right. It's called working so together. Have... Right. Sure. Not only that, but they had formed an alliance with Canada, and that's just full of Catholics, and, then, and there's also tons of Catholics in Maryland and Pennsylvania. So it's bad PR. It's really bad PR to start burning Popes. Right. Sure. Washington's words have been called the funeral oration of the celebration of Pope Day. Oh, wow. So he just put a... He killed the Pope yeah, Day. Yeah, he killed Pope Day. He killed... George Washington killed Pope Day. <laughs> Dave, a statement I was sure I'd say on the show. Society became a little more tolerant. Pope Night celebrations ended. Gang wars in Boston dwindled. When Benedict Arnold defected to the British in 1780, uh, crowds now used effigies of of Benedict Arnold instead of the Pope. Processions became about patriotism, not religion. Okay. The Massachusetts Constitution in 1780 gave more freedom to Catholics. They were now free to worship, but they could not be teachers or hold office still. The first Catholic church in Boston was opened in 1788. It's crazy. What a, it's just so weird that like it was I just very crazy how it kind of everyone kind of acquiesced eventually. Like, All right. Give him a church. Yeah. But you can't hold office. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a trip. Uh, it's what wars do, right? You get a common enemy and then you come together with people yeah. that you hate. And then you're like, oh, right. you're not that bad. Look, we're killing a guy together. Yeah. Right. Right. This guy's the worst. You're okay because you helped me kill this guy who's actually the worst. Writer J.L. Bell makes the argument that Pope Knight did not die out, but instead transformed into another holiday in which people dressed up, lit bonfires, and went door to door asking for coins. Halloween, Mm. just five days before November 5th. Wow. Because if you think about it, if your kid is dressing up and having fun with this little Pope and they're all dressing up, wouldn't you right. just be like, oh, we should still do a dress-up thing? and Let's just do it Sunday. Because the kids are, right? 
yeah, if you think it's about very it just from a yeah. kid's aspect, the kids are having fun and they're like, when's Pope Day? When's Pope yes. Day? So you just yeah. you just change it a little bit. They don't know about daddy and the other daddy from the south side beating the shit out of each other before the effigy burning. But yeah, yeah, that I, that is a that's crazy, but does make sense. Uh, so yeah, so the sources on this: uh, Jack Tager, Boston Rides, Three Centuries of Social Violence, uh, Pope Day in America by John Gilmary Shea, and Deliverance Isn't... from Luxury: Pope Day Conflict and Consensus in Colonial Boston by Francis Cogliano. Isn't Guy Fox Day November fifth? Is it? I'm sure it is. That's when he. It's Let's see. Hold on. I didn't. I didn't know there was still yeah. Guy Fox Day. What do we do? What do we do? I, they they still celebrate Guy Fox. Yeah, it's November fifth. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So here in England, they still they still celebrate uh, Guy Fox on November fifth. So. Do, 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 do people celebrate him or? Do they celebrate the other way? Yeah, they do. They celebrate him. Yeah, it's a celebration. Yeah, because I mean, and you basically, I mean, there's not like a lot of fireworks and stuff in England, but uh, they they do. It's like a it's a fire in themed uh, fire themed event in some ways. Um, yeah, because he had a good plan. Yeah, he had a good plan. Thirty one barrels was. Oh, it's a lot of barrels. Right about. Um, it's it is really. It does show you. Sort of to, like what we were saying before, like, you know, pick like you can change things if you're angry at the, the right, right people place. If you're right angry and the, at yeah, the, right, and the right, right targets. And if you are yeah. com- like if you're comfortable with enormous class divide, then, you know, you're never going to change the system. You're just going to be a part of its bullshit forever. So instead of. Losing your shit on people who have the same frustrating existence as you at times, turn it to the people who put you in this position to have so little. Yeah. And that's like what we have completely, you know, lost here and just continue to allow, like, allow the ruling class to um, get away with murder while we t- call each other assholes. It's so, you know, it's such a weird religion, is such a weird thing because here you have. Catholics being persecuted while at the same time just devastating indigenous people wherever they go. Like, it's just uh, evil upon evil upon, you know. That really is our problem, I think, is that there are just so many layers of swampy evil that it feels like you'll never find clear water again. Yeah. That's good, though. All right. Well, May 14th, join us for some uplifting <laughs> live comedy looped live. That one will be fun. Yeah. That one's always fun. A little bit of, yes, little those bit of Florida. A little bit of Florida coming at you. Oh, boy. All right, David. Miss you. Love you. Ew. Kiss, kiss. What? Kissy, kissy. That's not us. Kissy, kissy. That's not who we are. Come here, bud. It's not who we oh, are. Oh, are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, because normally you're super cool with this. Uh, hold on. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, 
fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.